Oh shit, tape heads. It is that time once again to make us a mixtape. I am your host, Marty DeRosa. I am Paul Farvar. And uh, we are back, Paul. We are back. With to, a vengeance. We are back with a vengeance. And uh, we are back to. The people spoke. Hopefully, talk about for the last time. For me, I feel like I'm done with the subject. I'm done with uh, with with all this. We are talking Woodstock '99. Woodstock '99, not '94, no. not the original. No, we are talking Woodstock '99. It's back um, in the news. Back in the news because Netflix has a, a new three-part documentary called Trainwreck. Um, Woodstock '99. It was supposed to be called Clusterfuck, but it uh, <laughs> they went with for real. That was what really? I saw. It was supposed to be called Clusterfuck with an asterisk. Yeah, but they uh, they called it Trainwreck. Um, we're Before gonna, you get into it, let's yes. tell people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do a little. PaulMartyMix at gmail.com. If you have ideas of stuff we, we should talk about and address, yes. we've been gone for a year. Yes. A lot of things have Paul's happened. Paul's been in Florida. I've, I retired and then came out of retirement. Paul's a Florida comic now. Marty was uh, secretly becoming a wrestler slash CIA agent. Yes. Now that now you decide to go back to comedy, huh? Yeah, I'm back. I'm back, <laughs> baby. Um, have you read any music books lately? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah. No, I, I've talked to a lot of people about uh, music, though. That's, uh, insiders, if oh, you will. Well, yeah. well interesting. Um, we'll get into that. But this this topic you had brought up to my attention yeah. years ago on this podcast when we were just an infant little project. Yes, yes. That before there was the other, money, before the before riches. we got yeah, before we had our own uh, SUVs yes. to drive us to the podcast studio. Um, you talked about. Your thoughts on 99, Woodstock 99, because yeah. there was a prior version of this, right? There was a yeah. few different uh, people that covered this. Yeah, most recently, uh, the uh, the Ringer did a, uh, uh, how many parts was it? Multiple, a, a mini Bill series, Simmons, uh, Bill Simmons thing, thing yeah. on, uh, on HBO. So a lot of people kind of compare the two. It's kind of okay. like how you got your two Firefest documentaries oh, or whatever. Oh, right, right. Um, Same people interviewed in that one or not really? No. Well, I mean, yes and no. You get like the main guys who we'll get into them in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And by main guys, I mean that Michael Lang and that John Shear. Shear. Oof, that fucking guy. Um, comes off. I'm trying to think. I think John Shear comes off worse in the HBO. Doc. Oh, really? I do. I do. This one, though, I felt really gave you a feeling and we'll get into everything. But that that last night. I think they seem to have more. If it, it felt more like, and I kind of just bent over the HBO one at that point. But I think that the um, one of the things I will, you know, and I don't want to say like which is better. I'm just kind of these aren't like great documentaries or no. great feel good documentaries. It's it's easy to for people to go back in hindsight and uh, and judge ninety nine. And again, I'm not an apologetic. To anything that happened. Apologist. Apologetic. Apologist. Apologist. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, you know. How many times do you get um, to correct me? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, on, on, in, uh, on English, I'm saying. But uh, yeah. um, what was I going to say? You were talking about the apologists, the people who make I think that the apolog- for... apologetics. Apologists. Yeah. I'm not a fan of any of these bands, to be honest with you. But they're fucking... Throwing these guys under oh, the we'll bus. Oh, we'll get into all that. Big time. We'll get into all that. And that's what pissed me off. And I got to go back and watch The Ringer. So. And, and um, yeah, at the end of this one, too, uh, the who they kind of blame everything on. It's, right. it's real lame. It's real, like, I felt like, uh, in a lot of ways, before 
social media, and this is interesting because obviously if we had social media, and someone brings it up, if we had social media, um, this would have been very different. Mm-hmm. They would have been bringing people water. They would have been like, oh, my God, we're so sorry. We didn't know yeah, about water. Yeah, because they knew they'd be a f- They would have been in trouble. Follow-up. They would have been. There would have been a, a big you know, PR disaster and all this stuff. Um, yeah. And this is a, a spoiler alert. So if you haven't seen this, go watch it before you listen to the rest of this podcast. Or just listen to us. You don't even have yeah, to waste, I don't don't even waste think, your time. Especially if you watch the HBO one. Unless you're like obsessed with this, this era or whatever. This, to me, is like... It wasn't my favorite time in music. You know, I mean, I know I joke about liking, you know, well, this the biscuit and all that <laughs> stuff. But like, really, though, who this, you saw, by I the way, saw them, you saw them in concert at, uh, the pre whatever last year, last yeah. year. But um, it, it's one of those things where like, OK, first of all, let's just let's get into this. Uh, I, I want your opinion for this because you are a, a man who goes to festivals and all that stuff. Tickets were one hundred and fifty dollars in nineteen ninety nine, which and today's translates... money two hundred and seventy five. Okay, for three days, is that a good deal? That's uh, well, it's okay, but it didn't include anything. No. Now, in today's market, that's like a Lala. I mean, it's basically what Lala charges per sure. day, a little less, whatever, depending on what festival, Riot Fest, all those. But they were also trying to pitch it as a uh, like a tenting, like stay over thing, mm-hmm. and then they just. It was like a bait and switch in a way because they jacked up the prices. I don't know. They they would show the screen of like the food prices and the water prices. It was mm-hmm. like eight dollars. Yeah. For in our time, it's like it would be like fifteen. Yeah. And four, they tried to blame four dollars for, for water. water. And some guy had like a salad to water and not a, and just like a cup of water. Yeah. Like, and he's like, "This was eight. This was four. And then they said at one point, certain people ran out of stuff. So the people who had more stuff, their prices went up. Eight dollars. The water prices went up. Which Everything is went up. Crazy to do. Absolutely. To, I mean, it was a money grab. The Woodstock '99 people who ran this train wreck uh, documentary had had an agenda. I felt, which is great. You know, they're slanted. They wanted to show how um, how much of a money grab this was, sure. and uh, and all the bad things. Now, in defense of John Shear and the other guy, you know. <sighs> It's like it's a fest. What do you think they're go- they're gonna do it to make money? Right, I understand that. Um, I just think like it seems like when you watch the documentaries or you hear people talk about it or whatever, everyone says like it was this perfect storm of chaos where it was a hundred degrees. It was on a uh, a tarmac. My question was, did they light any of those airplanes on fire? No, the the, the fire thing was kind of taken aback. If you watch the actual footage, mm-hmm. there was fire, obviously, and there were spots of fire, but yeah. it was isolated. contained. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there was havoc. Like, yeah, that hundred percent. I true. would say it's. I mean, for those people who barricaded themselves in that building and stuff like that, I don't know if they would if their lives were in danger. But no. like when the uh, the National Guard came or whatever. Uh, and I'm sure they did some rotten stuff too. Those motherfuckers look like they were ready to have some fun. Some fun, yeah. Um, but you, you, uh, so you get the oh, it was so hot, the water and stuff like that. They took away everyone's water. I think in the HBO one, they're like, you could have coke, and they're like, you can't have not not like cocaine. You could have cocaine, but not and they're water. like, you can have that, but you cannot have water. Right. Uh, and then the security guys were just these bros, like, you yeah. know, they, and the security guards in the Brooklyn HBO guy, one yeah. were like, you know, we were getting favors and stuff from people sure. to get him backstage and all this stuff you can imagine. Um, they were saying that, uh, so yeah, the perfect storm was they were on this like, you know, airport tarmac. It's a hundred degrees. There's no shade anywhere. Um, there's, there's expensive food. Uh, they sold the rights to the, the food and drink tents. As so a way to make so they money. could blame it off, sure. right? 
and contracted it out. There was that one guy who I liked. He was like a, a the intern in, guy, and in he not the blonde haired intern guy. The guy's like I warned them. The other guy who's like a nerdy kind of looks like uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, with Cla- uh, the the guy who was the like Home Alone guy with not not Macaulay Culkin. No 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 not uh, not Joe Pesci but oh, Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern he looks yeah. like a like a hip Daniel Stern. Yeah. Uh, he was saying like once they sold those rights, he's like that was it. It was yeah. you know they, it was out of their hands I mean, as far as that this goes. This guy was like probably twenty years old at the he time. He was in hindsight. And here's what here's we were talking earlier before we started oh, yeah. recording, and you're like, ah, that guy was like twenty. I think because he was twenty, he knew more. Just like the other guy, the other intern who had the the bleach blonde hair, or whatever. Uh, they both knew like this was you're booking stuff. some interesting bands well, here. Let's man. talk about that. They yes. were trying to be a Woodstock freedom. If they really were trying to be like that, there were other bands in that time frame that were selling just as as many tickets and were less new metal. Absolutely heavier. And they make that point where they which is they ridiculous. talk about like when Jewel performed and it was so calming and everybody she was not happy. I will say this: uh, like Cheryl Crow was a real interesting one where she was she was like. Everyone was yelling, like, show your tits and stuff. Yeah. And she goes, you didn't have enough money. You're like, right. it'd be a whole lot more money for that. But they did the thing where, that a lot of places and, and, and people do where it's just like, who's the most popular? Just get who's the most popular. Right. And I would say to that, it's like, you know. But they could afford to. Sure. But also it's just kind of like, um, you know, yeah, they're popular right now. But if we know anything about music, especially from doing this podcast and so it's like, the popular bands today might not even be here tomorrow. You we know, we talked I mean? about the lineup. Yeah, so you're making this this you know big festival or whatever, and of course, like you said, a lot of the bands who are blamed for way more than they have had anything to yeah. do with. We'll get into the villains on is this. Is you get into these new metal bands, but then they kept going. But then Bush came and calmed everybody, right? And then and then Jewel came and calmed everybody. If you wanted these bands. I would have them play. I mean, like you play play during the day, right? You know, um, and but and that's what festivals do now with the with the new metal bands and stuff like that. They they kind of put them in a little spot. I like yes. when we did Innings Fest in March. Yeah, that's what they did with the heavier bands. Yeah, so you don't have uh, them close it out. Let's do the rundown of the of the main. This is the main stages. Um, oh, let's when yeah. you do that. Let's going back to the agenda thing. Before you go into that, I want to I want to say look. They had an agenda. They want to show this is a money gram and these guys were complete idiots. Mm-hmm. And to do that, they needed to 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 advance an agenda without covering the good decisions that they made on bands. Okay. All the bands that didn't we didn't even if you watch that documentary, you didn't there's know. There's four that, bands. If you watch that documentary, there's there's, there's uh <laughs> Limp Bizkit, Corn, Out, or Offspring. Offspring. Red, uh, Red Hot Chili Red Peppers. Chili Peppers Alanis, the, or not Alanis. They didn't even mention Alanis. They didn't even talk now. about that. Cheryl Crow and uh, Jewel. Jewel. But if you watch, the, and then they did cover uh, Willie Nelson a little bit yeah. and James Brown. Yeah. But if you look at the actual lineup, they don't address, you don't know that Elvis Costello performed there. No. That Metallica. Metallica Closed out there. night Closed two. Out. They, okay. That's the other thing too. They talk about Limp Bizkit, but then you had Rage Against the Machine and Metallica. On the same night. On yeah. the same night. Yeah. So, uh, okay, let's run down the line. Oh, wait. And then and they, they had, I don't like Dave Matthews, but in 1999, I sure did. And Counting Crows. Yeah. Those are bands that were at the top of their game in 99. So they knew what they were doing there, but clearly the corn and all that. And I wonder, yeah. to be honest with you, the guy that they interviewed who was the lawyer or the entertainment manager for those bands, I wonder how much say he had. 
He's like, you I don't want, know. If you want Red Hot Chili Peppers, you got to. I wouldn't have, but I, w- but I wouldn't have thought. Kid that, Rock too. I wouldn't right. have thought that Chili Peppers would have been a uh, like a quote unquote dangerous band to put on last. No, they were they were the they were still they were at the height of their popularity. Right, but also they were like pretty mainstream at the time. Yeah. And uh, let's run down the lineup real quick here. So Friday, your first band is Sugar Ray. Then you didn't have, even know they were on the sh- lineup. That, yeah. Then you have Jamiroquai again. Wouldn't have wouldn't have been funny. You see him in his little hat. Does he have a track out there to do the? I wonder. Yeah. Uh, Cheryl Crow mentioned they that. DMX not mentioned. They don't show any black performers again. Yeah. At all. Um, you get DMX, you Offspring. They just show the guy putting the the the, the new pop, kids on the block yeah, the or pop, whatever boy bands, boy whatever. band stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then you get Corn, and then they they do the thing with Bush where they're just like there. There is some fun stuff that I will say as a performer. Uh, have you ever been at a show where you're like, oh fuck, I'm up next? Like this is a fucking madhouse. Oh, that was like, how Bush and Jewel they showed kind of being freaking like, out. Hey, just so you know, they're gonna throw stuff at you and uh, this and that. I, it was interesting. I felt bad for Gavin. I thought that he was in a shitty spot. Yeah, that was a that was a tough spot. And again, like you said, who knows who Gavin put the Rossdale list together? Bush, yeah. Who Had puts to lineups together? What management of Lip like? Biscuit, well, if you get right. my guy here and this guy there, right? Um, uh, Saturday, you start off with the Tragically Hip, great band from Canada. Fucking unbelievable! unbelievable they don't band. even address that. They're Not one of my favorite bands. Hell Kid yeah. Rock, of course, he gets mentioned. Oh, Wycliffe, they showed him. He was saying like, "You can throw whatever you want at me Throwing while I bottles. play like the national anthem or something." Throwing bottles, yeah. uh, water bottles, counting crows. Um, favorite here at the pod, Dave Matthews Band. Alanis Morissette, that gets real. That's a that's a that's a very gentle uh, triple Slope, threat. Yeah, you get Counting Crows, Dave Matthews, Alanis Morissette. Um, back could to Alanis back to Morissette back. have closed out? Also, maybe let a woman close out a night. Could Alanis not Morissette have closed out Saturday? Yeah, I would say that. Why not let? Why not do? They had a lot of. They had Alanis Morissette, Cheryl Crow, Jewel. They yeah. were all fucking. Remember ninety nine? That was like yeah. Lilith Fair time. Yeah. I would have I would have said maybe have a, uh, a woman close it out because um, that is the only woman. Would on Marty nineteen ninety nine say that? Probably not. <laughs> I would have probably See, that's said the thing. you want her to close and not Metallica. <laughs> I mean, in retrospect, yeah, you can right. go okay, put all these bands in the daytime or whatever, but that's not cool. You want Metallica at night. It's you don't want to see Metallica of during course. the day. I understand that. Um, and then uh, Sunday, the big bad day. Elvis Costello, Al Green, Al Green. Yeah, that's right. Willie Nelson. The Brian Setzer Orchestra. Oh, you got to jump, jive, and then oh, you went. God, uh, I hated them so much. Everlast. Yeah. Elvis Costello. Jewel. Creed. And then the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Nothing about Creed. Not right. that they need, you know, not whatever, sure. but like you get Because they had an agenda. to Yeah. S- the, the show is called fucking Clusterfuck or Trainwreck, whatever yeah. it is. They wanted to show and demonize Limp Bizkit, which, listen, I make fun of Limp Bizkit on yeah. stage. On a reg. Yeah. I hate them more than anything, whatever. But they were not the villains here. There were a lot of villains. There's a lot it, of blame. I will say, though. I mean, it, they're not It is funny innocent, when they come off stage and he's like, I didn't know. it wasn't our fault. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. He knows. Oh, shit. Um, I think that, yeah, it was but just. That's, their, that's what they, that's their style. It was very easy. And I think they're just like, all right, we're going to blame. The one guy just go, oh, I have some quotes. Let's talk about yeah, the, blame, yeah. the blame game right the now. The villain and blame. I have some quotes here that I thought were just unbelievable. <laughs> At the end of the third episode, we're getting, you know, so basically, like, there's a nice lady, and she's like, look, it was hot, and people were ripped off, and they had enough. Um, there were 
you know, uh, all this stuff, whatever. That fucking, uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, John Shear, who I think is the, the biggest douche. He's HBO documentary comes right. off way worse. Okay. They show him being so combative with reporters. Yeah, they showed a little of it here, but not a lot. Nothing right. like on the HBO doc. Um, but basically, you know, between the two of them, like the that uh, the, the Michael guy, he was like, oh, it's just a few anarchists causing trouble. What are you yeah. going to do? Uh, it's just energy, you know? <laughs> and then they, they think there's this lunatic fringe that was there and these men who... I think they had a fear of growing up and having a family. Yeah. You know, and then the, the guy who I like was just like, it was greed. Just one word. It was yeah. greed. People had, said, yeah. The John Shear guy says, look, we're in the business of making money, which yeah. is what a fucking festival is. Yes. But they took their eyes off the prize, which is you have to have a good event. So not, not to give a shit about their people, forget about that, but so yeah. that their legacy can live on and they can mm-hmm. do it again. Yeah. And this, this, uh, the security, uh, that do those dudes were just like five hundred. Yeah, they oh sold their shirt to yeah to get back four hundred bucks. They sold my shirt. I had one. I got another bag. one in my bag. Um, I mean that <laughs> uh, idea of just like I mean, first of all, who's ever you know someone the mayor or whatever money, was yeah. like, who's the who's your security? Oh, we don't have security. They we have, train them. We have clearly. a peace patrol, and it's yeah, like that's you. not gonna help. How did you feel? They um, train people now. After well, since that time, there were a lot of uh, security issues. E two nightclub incident. There was yep. the fire incident with the band White Lion, or was it White Lion with the fire pyro? Um, whatever. Great White. Great White. Um, so uh, there's all kinds of security measures and rules and regulations for that shit. You can't just hire bouncers, for lack yeah. of a better word. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what they were essentially, just like untrained yeah. bouncers. Untrained is the key word. Yeah. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing, no. but they thought if they that had bodies, ha- uh, that medic was just like, I thought this was going to be a nice little weekend, and then he was like, we were fuck so yeah. over our heads. Yeah. The uh, the thing with the the fact that this was such a money grab, but here's the thing: in all this shit that we said, it's like. We say you want to put on a you want to put on an event mm-hmm. where you have a legacy and you have people wanting to come back. But then at the end, they interviewed all these people and they're like, "I would do it again, even as fucking I know. miserable as I they know. were." So maybe there's something we said that John Shear knew he can fucking do the minimal. Maniacs will always want to do maniac things. Like I was watching it with Sarah and she's like, did you want to go to that back then? And I was like, no, I, that, that's I've never wanted to go to anything like that. But I'm sure there are people who are like, oh, fuck, I wish I would have went. You know, I mean, oh, first of all, you know, there's lunatics who are like, I wish I went seeing what a fucking shit show it was. Well, the the uh, there was a 94 Woods yeah. that I wanted to go to. Yeah. That one I did want to go. To. So I, I remember like, that. I like that one because the stage is up so high and it like drops off. Okay. It's very interesting. The bands were better too, I think, right? Uh, I mean, I could bring up the 94 well, lineup. That was like the Green Day one where they, yeah, were, getting, right. uh, they were getting pelted with. Um, you know, shit, crowd or yeah. whatever, and, and everyone seemed to enjoy that or whatever. Did you watch this? This was on pay per view. I had a cheater box, so I watched all this. My buds and I watched What's all that? this. Oh, oh, um, Woodstock '94 live. Yeah, yeah, we were watching it. Um, I was actually in Florida when that watching it. Oh, nice. When I was a, uh, I was on uh, spring break. I remember. Did did M- was MTV or summer break like? Did they host the pay per view? No, they had they paid a guy to do. Or no, wait, that was ninety nine. They paid someone to do it. Okay, it was like. And if you watch, did you see the comedians that they had at ninety nine? There was like <laughs> glimpses of Rich Voss. Oh no, really? Yeah, they had like a young, New York uh, comics or something. Yeah, a lot of like younger New York comics um, were there. Um, like emceeing. This shit, feels sure. like it had. This is. Oh, see, I keep getting the one that has like every band that performed, but I want like who were the highlights the main from ninety four stage lineups. 
Um, oh, man, I don't know. I got to find this. Uh, keep talking about something. Here. Well, I, I want to address the fact that this Wyatt guy who was saying throw bottles, he was kind of an asshole, too. I mean, he... He was throw, throwing bottles. That was starting the the not a riot. Wyclef Jean. Wyclef Jean. Yeah. Oh. Why did I say Wyatt? Why I'm thinking of some Wyatt brothers. Wyclef Jean. Yeah. I don't know. Why He's I kind of a douchebag too. Lineups. Marty doesn't is using ass chiefs. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> um, Come on, boomer. I mean, anyway, here we go. So basically, you had uh, Aero, Aerosmith, Metallica, yeah. Peter Gabriel, Chili Peppers, Arrest Development, Bob Dylan. Uh, uh, Santana, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, Green Day, all Rob my brothers. Thomas, yeah. Too. So with this one, uh, oh, another thing we should mention is there was this rumor. I'd never heard this. There was this rumor that there was going to be a big special oh, yeah. act Closer. to close it out. So everybody was like, "Ooh, I wonder who it's going to be." They had staff saying, oh, I, "I heard it's Prince. Prince. I heard it's Guns and Roses. Yeah. It's Bob Dylan." And then the the Chili Peppers end. And they play a thing of Jimi Hendrix, and they're like goodbye, and they just shut it down. And and that everybody was very upset because they kept hearing there's going to be somebody. Let me ask you this: hypothetically, sometimes I'll say this with a comedy show if it didn't go great or whatever. I'm like, who in my price range could have done this and saved the day? Is there anybody after Red Hot Chili Peppers? After Red Hot Chili Peppers, is there anybody who could have went up? Could Prince have said, hey? Yeah, Michael Jackson, Prince. They talked about Michael Jackson too. Could, who could have saved the day? Sure. Or uh, um, Madonna. What if they just played a real boring movie from '99? <laughs> or like. Uh, what if they just played Magnolia? They play- <laughs> <laughs> could that have stopped? Sent everyone that? home. 99. Not that Magnolia is boring, but it's one of those. It's you a know, slower movie. It's a slow movie. It's just had celebrities go up there and do a, a meet and greet. <sighs> or uh, yeah. uh, like a. Have Tom Tom Cruise and Sylvester Sloan come up there and just talk. I mean, everybody have, go home. Could they have just been like, hey, we're going to play the new Star Wars movie for We're going to play the new Star Wars movie No, because they want people everybody. to leave. I don't know. No, no, no. You were spending the night if you were. You weren't leaving Sundays. Sunday people were leaving, I so, think. Yeah, but like, I would assume you're going to spend the night and go home Monday morning, right? Maybe. A lot of people were leaving early, though. But yeah, I would say that to save the show, first of all, before we... Go into that hypothetical. I want to address the fact that Red Hot Chili Peppers were the biggest piece of shits in this so, movie. I heard, and I don't know if it was the first. I, let me tell you what people. Oh yeah, why yeah. I say that, sure. and then you tell me that. I, sure, I, sure, you sure. were about to tell me this we'll before the podcast everything. too. I am biased because I hate Red Hot Chili Peppers, as okay. people know on the pod. But the guy John Shear is like, "Hey, you got to do something." And what Anthony Keys like, they said not the, mayor, to me. the mayor, the mayor of Rome, New York, went up to Anthony Kiedis and he's like, "Hey, you're gonna have to do something. Maybe tell these kids, yeah, like, chill out." Now, mind and you, he said, he said, he said "There's not nothing I can say yeah. that's gonna change anything. They're not gonna listen to me." And then immediately, they come back yeah. after they took a break because of the fire or yeah. whatever, because they were handing out candles for gun violence right. awareness after Columbine. And there's a right, scene where right. that where my guy goes. Oh, God, don't do this. This is a bad idea. Again, where the younger people were more aware than this, you know, this hippie Michael was like, oh, it's going to be so great. Everyone's going to have candles. And they showed candles for a while. It was okay. So I had heard or read, um, I believe, either in I Want My MTV or some book that a relative of Jimi Hendrix was backstage and said, can you play 
a Jimi Hendrix song. Oh. And they claim the only one they knew was oh, Let Me Stand Next bullshit. to Your Fire. So, so for those of you that don't know, Red Hot Chili Peppers, there's a fire that they had to control. The fire department allegedly was called and they and refused they were like, we're to not go. Going there. What are your thoughts on that as a lawyer? Uh, if that's true, yeah. um, that's a breach of duty. That they would be... Um, well, could the they argument, say they feared for their lives? Yeah, their or, argument is that they fear for their life, yeah. but they are. It's hard yeah. to say. I mean, like those cops who didn't, uh, you know, go into the school and all that stuff. Yeah, like you that's get the, different. It, it's it's I mean, if 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 there's this thing of, hey, there's they should have done something. Hundred and fifty thousand people and there's fires and it's getting out of control and you're a firefighter. Go to your job. Uh, or you're just like, I don't know. Or a volunteer firefighter. There were two thing. fires. It wasn't that large a fire, but it got worse. It got worse. They blew up all the trucks. Yes. They blew up all the semis. Right. Um, That's where they should have gone. They should have prevented. Yeah. If they don't, if they're afraid to go into the crowd, they could have gone to protect the places that yeah. were uh, flammable. What? And they're trained in that more than you or I. But yeah. the fact that, so going back to what happens, so they take a break mm-hmm. and, uh, the John Shear guy and the mayor are like, hey, everyone settle the fuck down. Mm-hmm. The mayor tries to tell Red Hot Chili Peppers, hey, you got to do something. Anthony Cadis is like, I can't do anything, man. Flea is naked on stage, playing yeah. completely naked. I got to say, Flea's got a good uh, walking around dick, as we say in my apartment. Yeah, yeah good walking uh, around dick. There's growers and there's showers. Yeah. He's a shower. He's a shower, good walking That's around dick. If I was a shower, I'd fucking there you go. always love to be, I'd show a flaccid dick all the time. Then Red Hot Chili Peppers go back and play the song Fire, yeah. which is... Legally speaking, if you want to talk of that, it's like you're adding. You're yelling the fire, fire, the old fire, fire in the fire. theater. Yeah, you're literally so yelling fire. So they could have the been theater. liable if someone was injured, in my opinion. Now, to the argument that someone, Jimi Hendrix's relative, was backstage—that's what I had read somewhere. I have heard that story before. Possibly, but to say you're in a band and you don't you don't know any other songs, they know fucking Hey Joe. It's four fucking chords. Yeah, they know all along the Watchtower, which is famous. And yeah. they know the Star Spangled Band. So let me ask you this. Which I get my, write, but they're I get my interview. Fuck right I get purpose. a camera right in Fred Durst's face when he gets off stage. Where's the where's the camera in Anthony Kiedis's face when right. he gets off stage? That's what I'm saying. Like they Very were interesting. Uh, and again, Fred Durst, not a fan. Yeah. Never gonna be an apologist. Mm-hmm. There you go. Thank you. There you go. Uh for him. But yeah. he wasn't I mean, he's a douchebag. You know he's going to douchebag yeah. things. Red yeah. Chili Peppers are supposed to be the sensitive fucking, you know, <laughs> we're going to steal funk music yeah. and be cool. And um, they fucking were worse. But I, going to the villains thing. Yeah. So, I mean. Who I could save it? Who could have saved it? Could what Prince? Would you, Prince could have Here, Here's a couple it. things. Let me, let me run by a couple things. I was trying to think of what could they have done different. I mean, obviously letting people have water. At a certain point, you you should have just they should have had fire trucks just spraying crowds. Well, like social media, that's when you, they would have been. That's like, where it would have said, water. "Hey, yeah. like that fighter, uh, the fire fest, like people showing the thing of the this is our food. It's a piece of bread with like a tomato and a piece they of fixed, like this yeah. is it." Um, I mean, the, obviously the place itself. Someone should have been smart enough. They, I'm sure they got a great deal or whatever, and they were just like, because that mayor was like, "Come back and do it again." Yeah. Like that was wild too, and they're like three hours left. What yeah. could go wrong? And they all start, you know, sucking each other's dicks on how great yeah. everything's they going. They had a press conference yeah. on the Sunday, which is the worst thing to do before but again, the fucking thing's over. If you watch the HBO documentary, those press conferences, uh, especially after Saturday, after the, the Limp Bizkit stuff and everything, it was like, what is going on here? They're, there's, they're starting to talk about the sexual assaults. Again, that fucking dude, right. that John Shear guy is a piece of shit. And he's like, 
if if your tits are out, what do you expect? No, he to said the John Sheriff. He looks like a complete douchebag. He goes, "There's two hundred fifty thousand people. If there wasn't a fest, that many people would be assaulted." Oh no, he, he was saying there was the size of a small like a small town, city, right. or whatever. Yeah, no. And the other documentary, and he's oh. been quoted, and uh, uh, he's just like basically blames the women for it. Um, oh wow! It's it's just like when you watch the women body surfing. And everyone's grabbing everyone's grabbing everything. Or there's one where a woman's just standing there and she, a guy's got his hand on her tit. And I think she thinks it's like her boyfriend's or something. And she's like, oh, get the fuck away from me. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So and, bad. and then and then um, obviously there's the whole, you know, mob mentality. And they, they showed people they see one guy get who, away with it. Yeah. And they were like, you know, I was like doing stuff and I was I was smashing stuff up and everything. The one guy there go like, hey, they tore the fence down. The guy goes, it's beautiful art. People want to take Woodstock home with them. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, cool, dude. I just love denial. like rich hippies like and yeah. the guy passed away too at the end right of, like the he end, died yeah. three months after this. So it's like not to speak ill of the dead, but like rich hippies like his that was clearly his house and it was just like beautiful. Right. And he's like, hey, man, I'm just a hippie, man. It's like I was just trying to bring peace to this thing with candles. How much money? And again, they didn't talk about this in the documentary. How much money do you think those dudes made? Well, let's let's do the math. <laughs> OK. So you have uh, not including sponsors, right? You have sure. They spay, They got hundred fifty dollars a head from people, okay. right? So hundred fifty times. God, we're doing the math here. I was so one hundred fifty times two hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. would make it. So the gross was thirty seven. Million in now that is thirty seven. Now that's in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, but okay. Now their expenses mm-hmm. again. This goes back to they got a sweetheart deal from all the new metal bands that were managed by the same guy, probably, yeah. or the booking agent talent buyer was like. Now you're a music guy. Let me ask you this: You're 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 sure. Uh, you you know you have more inf- information in this than I would. Is it like saying like okay, normally you're gonna make. Like let's say you're you're the the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and normally when you play, you make you know I don't know, a hundred grand a show or something like that. Whatever. I mean I know that's probably thirty right. grand a show sure. something, but for Woodstock, do you get more, more. money or less money? Depends on the artist. Because you're playing le- you're playing. Sure. You know some people are, some people played an hour maybe, but like. It's that thing like they so they oh, how about that James Brown thing to make that guy look cool? Uh, He's like, fuck you. You're going up. Oh, let's talk about the James Brown thing. I go. do have that. Listen, we'll call that. But answering your question, I think it all depends. They they weren't sharing any of the back end. So remember mm-hmm. this amount, 37 million, 37 and a half. Yeah. Doesn't include their rights that they made that they gave out to people sure. like, to sell merch, contracting, sure. all that stuff. And uh, and all the money they made on the streaming, too, because yeah. they were live streaming. They live. They were. I stole it. So. So fifty mil. Let's say they easily fifty million yeah. in that time is probably a hundred million now. I'm sure MTV bought a bunch of. Yeah, they got sponsors. Advertising. So, so they probably whatever. made about after costs and everything minimal thirty million. Yeah. Between the the. Yeah. Guys. Well, I mean, they're both millionaires. Yeah. You know? Well, there were other um, people involved too. But sure. Sure. Everyone walked. Through. That guy alone probably made. John Sheer probably made like three million on that. Yeah. Now they got sued and stuff like that for a bunch of shit too. So who knows what their liability insurance was? Yeah. But the James Brown thing. So I represented James Brown, the firm I represented uh, that I worked at mm-hmm. in law school right before this, and I don't remember this contracts, but I do remember that he did have the cash 
requirement. Well, that's the old Chuck Berry story you would hear, where the promoter would say, hey, before Chuck goes on stage, he's going to bring you over to the curtain, and he's going to look in. Paul, see all those people out there? Yeah. They would sure, they'd sure be upset if I didn't go on stage. Right. And they were, you were told, like, have 10 grand in cash ready to just give to him, right. and then we'll just tack it's it out or whatever. It's an old scam. And Muhammad Ali was the same way, too. Okay. He wanted to be paid in cash for stuff. So so he that's a true story. That He was like that, but... Mm-hmm. James Brown also was a performer, and he loved fucking. He saw a crowd. He's like, "I'm gonna fucking." Perform. I mean, yeah, that's what I would think too. It's like, especially if you're a younger band, it's like Jamiroquai. Just yeah, you're gonna do Woodstock for a hundred. Exactly. Bucks. You know so what I mean? He and James Brown. I got to talk to him on the phone twice. I didn't realize it was really him. His voice is like oh, literally. Wow. It's like a it's a caricature mm-hmm. version of Eddie Murphy. So I when he it. called the, I was an intern, mm-hmm. first year out of law school. He's calling, and I'm just like, what? I thought it was a joke. I thought it was yeah. my friends fucking with me. It's like, tell him Mr. Brown called. I was like, oh, shit. And then I got in trouble for not patching him. Through. Yeah, right away. And he also, I got to review the contract for him that he got from Blues Brothers 2000 because he was oh, in there. Oh, yeah. And when I read that, I, re- I got to read the screenplay. I'm like, I don't get it. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm just dumb. Yeah. I was no, right. You were right. <laughs> um, I thought it was pretty wild to watch not just the MTV VJs, but bands who were like, all right, we're done. We're getting the fuck out of here. Oh, and then there was that point with where it's like, we have that. to go. Yeah. Um, oh, that, yeah. That was interesting. Crime, where that guy the, was like uh, Fat Boy Slim. Yeah. Fat Boy Slim. Leave your records. They'll we'll get leave, him later. Yeah. yeah. There were people. And then they were just like, oh, we're out of here. Like, that's that thing of just like. You know, there were there were and when MTV split, where they're like, um, we're done covering this for the evening. And it was like, or what's her name? On on um, Anandi. No, uh, Serena Alchil. No, the what was the the black girl that was the main? Oh yeah, Ananda. Uh, Ananda. Um, Ananda. Yeah, I remember her. She was in. She's been uh, on BET. She was on BET for a while, and then she got called over to MTV. Ananda Lewis. Ananda Lewis. Yeah. yeah. So when the MTV people left, we saw. Uh, Friend of the pod. Uh, I, t- I texted him that picture. Oh, really? Uh, Kurt Loder, or not, uh, I'm sorry, John, John, uh, uh, what am I talking about? Uh, I'm looking up something. Hold on. But yeah, Kurt Loder and Serena Alchil were. Uh, John Norris. John was, Norris. John Norris, our friend. Uh, of course, our dear, dear friend of the show, John Norris. I texted him that picture. I'm yeah. like, you don't age, buddy. And he didn't yeah. respond. But he's um, a busy guy. But yeah, when they were like, okay, we're leaving, I'm surprised that, uh, well, I guess on Sunday they're like, we got to go back. I'm, I would be, would you have went back? Would you have been like, I'm going to say I'm not going back. I'm not, uh, I'm, I would not. I, but that's not, I mean, I'm not, uh, you know what Bonnaroo came out? I remember Bonnaroo was mm-hmm. the festival where you stay over and it's like a, it's like a camping grounds yeah. bullshit. They had a great lineup, but yeah. I was like, I'm not going camping with a bunch yeah. of crazies. I mean, do you think if, if. If somebody was like aware of the music scene more than these old boomers were, do you think that there could have been lineups that would have prevented this? If they still did all the bullshit of no water, prices, it's hot as shit. I mean, had you had Blues Traveler up there instead of Limp Biscuit, or if you had, you know, like we mentioned, like a Dave Matthews or something. I'm just saying, like, sure. If you had those type of bands, could they have, like, not done, Mm. you know, not went went crazy? I think that I think that it would have been a situation where things would have been different. Ananda Lewis is what I was saying. Ananda Lewis. Ananda Lewis. Oh wow, she's. I didn't think she was that old, but I guess that makes sense. Um, 
I think that it would have been a little different. But honestly, think about it. What if it was Kiss? They got the band Kiss. Shit would have gone down too. Not, yeah. Maybe not like Limp Biscuit bad, but yeah. look at Corn. Corn was a scary thing. Nothing bad happened. Yeah. I wonder Korn. if Marilyn Manson was offered to do it. Oh, I'm sure he was. Yeah, it's interesting. Probably, there was Lollapalooza at that time too, so they probably had a lot of people that didn't do Lollapalooza do it because Lala had a contract that you couldn't do. Were they still shows. doing Lollapalooza in '99? Good question. I don't know. I don't know if they were. You think they they were taking a break by then? No, because they just celebrated their. No, they took a break because used to be traveling. Right. Uh, I don't know. I know they did in '94, '95. Let's find out. Just Google Lollapalooza '99 and see what comes up. Because I think I feel like they did about maybe that was four or five years, and then it was done for a while. But that could have that could have been one of the last ones. But um, did you notice that uh, there was a wrestling cameo uh, in the documentary? No. Uh, I believe episode one in like the first few minutes, the Miz is there. He's in the crowd. Oh yeah, briefly. That it's guy, so funny that they him. didn't know because it's like, oh, he would have been interesting to. Was he already on the reality show, the Real World stuff? Right? Uh, you know what? If he wasn't, uh, it would have been right around that time. Okay. So uh, you're right. Ninety. They did ninety one to ninety seven yeah. Lollapalooza, and then yeah. revived in two thousand three. Yeah, and that's when it was only Chicago. Is it now? Here's the other, here's the other question I had, and I was I was curious about, and I didn't get. Uh, they didn't talk about it at all in this documentary. There's music festivals in Europe that are massive. Is this had this been a problem at any of those? I was wondering. Um, I don't think there was they a have, fire. Was like the Reading Fest and all There's those. I think those have been going on forever. Like you, if you go on YouTube and you want to watch some live stuff, holy shit! There's these European festivals. Um, there was the 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 big heavy metal one in Russia where it was supposed to be like against drugs, and they were all like doing drugs on the plane there. Like there have been massive music festivals. I just think this was just probably like one of the most poorly run music festivals that unfortunately just happened to have two hundred and fifty thousand people there. There, there have been deaths in festivals. Definitely been deaths. There's people have been trampled to trampled death and on things like and that. Trampled on Reading Festival. Yeah, that happened last year. It happens all the time. Dangerous drugs. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm sure with drugs too. There right. Was like, I don't think there's anything riotous. But think and keep in mind that there. How many festivals has Limp Bizkit and dude? You have like new wave, heavy new metal, metal festivals though in. Europe that have metal like scorpions. I, I don't again. You're like starting to blame the bands again, and yeah, I don't. Right. I don't think it's about blaming the bands. Well, I also think that it's not as big of a money grab overseas as it is here. I think they just see it as like a festival, and I think peace, love, rock and roll. Come to our town and do music for us, USA, <laughs> like that. It's just not. It's not as because. Because of taxes, I'm sure too. They're like, we're not going to make money off it, so why sure. bother? But in it's probably like America, the government you make puts them money. on and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So um, there's not that money grabs where you're cutting corners like this guy did. Yeah. Um. I mean, I I, I tend to think that there could have been things they could have done. Uh. And and it's interesting where like my first thing is like, what could what bands could have? It's like, no, the fucking dickheads in charge. Yeah. Should have you know? I think if you don't if you remove uh. Offs- well, Offspring was kind of innocent. If you remove Limp Biscuit, yeah, and I mean, people are, aren't going to riot when they hear "Pretty Fly" for a white guy. Yeah. You know, they're not going to really. <laughs> I think if you remove that from the cause, and you have Met- and Metallica was in that spot, 
I don't think you'd have as many problems, but who's to say, you know, right? Like they've got songs where people can go ape shit, but I think that those guys are responsible enough to be like, yeah, hey guys, knock it off. Yeah. The air force base, terrible idea. And I think just too many people too. like 250,000, right? That's just too many people. There were just well, Lollapalooza has that every year. <sighs> well, this was handled like a Poorly. lot poorly Poor. than also Lollapalooza. Because you and me aren't at Lollapalooza with yellow security shirts on. Yeah. In charge of Basically, people's lives. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, it's a shit show. I I think that Woodstock will not come back for the 50th. Or is it, has it been? It, fuck, it's already been. It's been 60 years. Well, no, 67 was the, was oh, the yeah. first oh, one. So. Yeah, it's just a brand that needs to go away. It's, it's gone. It's gone. They 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 ruined it. They effectively and ruined I, it. And I think it is um, the... What's the word I'm looking for? Like nostalgia can't trump like how shitty it was. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) there's some stuff where you're like, people are excited about that again. That's wild. It's like canceling someone. They'll they'll come back. They'll be like, you give it a few years. This is something that's not going to come. This isn't Louis CK. This is uh, this is I was going to say Cosby, but I'm sure there's maniacs who would still go see Bill Cosby. Cosby would sell tickets. Um, Easily. This it's it's. uh, it's just one of those things where I, I can't imagine anybody being like, let's do this again. Look, they have look, they have country events, country fests everywhere. Yeah. And those guys talk about just breaking shit up and drinking beer and whatever. Nothing bad ever happens at those places. Except the nothing. guy got <laughs> except yeah. in Las Vegas. Well, there was a shooting. Yeah. shooting. But I mean, that's not this. Yeah, I just organized. would say as far as as far as the, it just needs to go away. It's just one of those it's things. Gone. And I think I think they said that at the end of um I think there was like an MTV uh, year in rock I watched and they went on and on about it. And at the end, I think Kurt Loder was just like, this just needs to go away. There's no <laughs> the, the outcry be- for like, what about another Woodstock? It needs to just go away. I mean, look, people shit on Lollapalooza now, too. Every year the lineup comes out and people are like, I fucking hate this lineup. Yeah. And it still sells out. Sure. Every time. Because there's always going to be people who want to be one of those 250,000. I have no idea why. I liked, I, to be honest with you, I loved Lollapalooza. I was going well beyond the time that I should have gone. Um, but this last two years, I didn't go. I went three, the last one before the okay. pandemic. But there were great bands there. There How was b- like Strains, Strain of Oak. Yeah. There were a lot of bands this year. Well, we didn't get into it. There are other bands. There were side stages. Oh at, yeah, at Woodstock that you could have watched. Wasn't Train on there or Mo was on there? Mo, Mike Ness, uh, Beth Orton. There was a couple other. Beth people. Orton was on that. Oh, I think she's she, so I good. Said Beth Orton on that. Um, there was a lot of that. Um, Which is like the Vans or the uh, Q101 had the alternative stage. Yeah. At the the other festival, what was that festival that was? Uh, fuck the one where like Alkaline Trio and those kind of bands would play. Like at. Riot Fest. No. Before La, Riot uh, Fest. Vans Warp Tour. Warp Tour, yeah. yeah. It's like the side stage yeah. of the Warp Tour. I mean, it's just wild. Like I think about like the only like I'm trying to think of the big stuff I've been to lately. Like Gathering of the Juggalos. Felt, does anything bad happen felt there? One, yeah, I mean, I'm sure stuff does, but no it's fires. like heavily policed. Uh, but that's like a community. These are these are people from all different worlds and giants. I mean, that's that's like a community. I think and if it's you had very a self-regulated cl- insane cl- clown posse at this thing. Yeah, shit would go bad. I mean, I don't know. Like, what are they gonna do? That's so. No, it's not like. Again, you're you're going back to like blaming the bands, right? And I just th- I there is a part of me that does wonder if like, 
you know, and again, we're, we got to go back to 99. So I don't know who was like the, the king shit of, of like, you know, your matchbox twenties or whatever, where the people would go, who ah, they're good. Well, this is, this, this is after that. This is like, maybe you have like weird Al close out <laughs> night one. You know what I mean? Just, I mean, 99 was the year like Dave Matthews. All those bands were fucking huge. Train was big. Yeah. A lot of those like, Oh, keep talking. Let me bring up like top bands of 1999. All those um, Smashing Pumpkins were still pretty big, I think. Of course, they they. I don't think uh, that Adore came out until 2000, mm-hmm. so they were still riding high off the. Uh... All right, here's a couple groups they could have had. They could have had TLC. I think TLC would have been a, a wonderful okay. band, uh, for that time. Um, Pearl if you Jam. do classic rock, does that? They had, that, to, they had to do some. They had a couple classics. Um, the Chicks definitely could have done some damage there. Um, let me know if anything jumps out at you here. Um, um, garbage. I, garbage would have been great. Right. Yeah, there there would have been some garbage uh, fans there. REM would have been a great, like, they're big, but they're, you know, they're not going to... You know, but see, those bands were all doing their own tours. Probably very like true. YouTube, very true. I mean, this I hate, was yeah, this yeah. was you know. But again, had you stacked it with the Goo Goo Dolls, REM, um, Bare Naked Ladies, Bare Naked Ladies, things like that, would it have been? Would people have been less likely to fucking the riot like crazy? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, if you're going back to your argument that you blame the bands, yeah, you can't. You don't know. Smash Mouth. Yeah, you really can't. Uh, because yeah, I think they just were like, like the guy said, he's like, they just were grabbing whoever was popular. And probably I have a feeling there was probably some bands who were like, what are we getting paid for this? And they're like, Oh, it's exposure. Like in comedy. And they're no, like, no, no, they got not paid. a chance. Yeah. But paid. maybe but not as much, maybe not as much or who knows. I think like limp biscuit. That was like the best show that they had. So mm-hmm. they were like probably doing it for like 30,000, 40,000. But yeah, everyone else is getting paid probably a lot. The bigger, Oh, bands, this is interesting. Um, Woodstock 99 also had an emerging artist stage. That's what we were talking right. about. Bands like Muse, Moby, and Fatboy Slim. Fatboy Slim was not on the main stage. Oh, wow. He was on the side stage. Um, but yeah, it was funny watching everybody just jump on their tour bus and were like, we're going to fucking leave right. right now. And uh, I'll get the check later. Who do you think? Okay. So you think, I think the show tries to say that John Shearer is the biggest villain. Right. I think that's the narrative. Yeah. And I think and I think I think uh, and then uh, Michael Lang is kind of there. Like they try to still push this like he's just a hippie man. Mm-hmm. But like I don't I, I, I a rich hippie is just like uh-huh. uh, alarms go off in my book. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think that that's the thing. But to me, the biggest the underdog villain was Anthony Kiedis. I just who's the who's the one that you thought was a, a, another villain that they kind of let off the hook? Well, besides, we can't say Adam Duritz because we didn't. No, that's true. Like um, both documentaries had Jonathan Davis from Corn, and he's very well spoken. He knows how to kind of put a little of the pressure on Limp Bizkit, but also say, like, come on, man, you know, nothing happened during their performance. Right. Um, I I think both of those dudes who are were kind of the figureheads, Michael Lang and John Cheer, I think both of them, all the blame in the world goes on both of them. Sure. Um, As far as. yeah, performers. I mean, uh, the Chili Peppers. Even if she said, "Oh, can you please play Light My Fire?" I'd be like, um, "It's probably it's not, not a, or fire. stand next to my fire, or whatever." Yeah. It's probably like this is not a probably a good time to do that. Um, <laughs> I think that's a fucking Anthony Kiedis lie. Yeah, I don't know. That's one of those where it's like, 
I, what? But, um, you know, I mean, it, it, could he have tried to say something? Like, could they have tried to spew some of their, like, El, you know, like love. California yeah. love bullshit? Maybe. I don't know. They have all those, like, the Lovey Dove songs. Yeah. Super, yeah. Superstitious. Could the Beastie Boys have saved the day? Oh, man. Because they did that thing when they won their VMA, and the guy's like, Yo, I heard about Woodstock 99, and we got to dis- stop disrespecting the women. Do you remember that when he gave us a speech? Yeah, um, yeah no, you weren't going to tell those fucking psychos who have just been, you know, whipped into a frenzy. Like, I don't know, man. That's some wild shit. Some of the stuff going on there, just wild. The way they just deflect the sexual assaults and stuff is, yeah. hey, what are you going to do? It's just, yeah, There's boobs everywhere. Or, I didn't know that. No one had told me that. <laughs> it's like, cool, dude. I was trying to see where they're showing the jo- the sheer guy his office. I was like, where yeah. is his office? I felt like it was in Chicago. I was like, oh, really? I don't know. I, I couldn't see, but I was trying yeah. to see the background. I noticed Michael Lang's very beautiful home. Yeah. Yeah, very beautiful In Colorado home. or something. Oh, like yeah, that. you know, in the hills somewhere nice. I just want to do something with the candles. Away from everybody. Um, interesting they couldn't get Fred Durst on there. I wonder if they asked, and he's just <laughs> like, I don't talk about this anymore. Although, if if I mean, I'm sure he could put up a good defense for himself you know what i mean and just saying like even if we were irresponsible nothing happened during our you know what i mean i feel like it's like this trial and as a lawyer Mm -hmm. it's like they're trying to pin blame on certain people and in a lot of ways it's just like it's just not there like you hired them you know what you're getting yourself into that's the thing it's like if you hire you know they can't change. What was the old their... Chris Rock? That old, that tiger went tiger. Yeah. When they talked about Siegfried and Roy's right, tiger right. attacking, he goes, "The tiger you went can't tiger." Spots. I mean, you had you had these these new metal bands where if you knew anything about music or whatever. Also, it's just like it's not like uh, these people who you know rioted and stuff were just like, "Wait, Limp Bizkit ain't there? I ain't going." These people were going regardless. Yeah, they were gonna go if there were all just like. The John Mayers th- of the world. I like, think the Limp Biscuit crowd probably didn't help. If right. they were like, right. The, I see like those two guys from Ohio. They're like, mm-hmm. Limp Biscuit's there, corn. Yeah. And yeah. whatever. Those dudes are going anyway. Yeah, they're going to go. They're anyway. going anyway. Um, there's just people who are like, I have to be at the thing. Mm-hmm. And those, yeah, there was a lot of people like that. Um, had they not had corn and Limp Biscuit, would that have changed some, like, asshole's mind from going and and all this wouldn't have happened no no well not at all you heard it here last interestingly and geez you hear one of my cats trying to get in here um instant interesting that you know dmx was really the only big you know rapper i mean wyclef john if you want to call him a rapper but like dmx was kind of the only one it was very interesting how that all would have went down if like Oh, then Public Enemy went on stage and all hell broke loose, you know. <laughs> Split it on the black wow, artists. Yeah. NWA got back together again and all got all <laughs> fucked up, you know. Or Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg or well, something. Well, Ice T was on the or Body Count was on the Lollapalooza. They were on Lollapalooza, yeah. yeah. One of the, I remember one of the first couple that years. That was my first exposure to yeah. to that was the, the like, summer of the Ice T body yeah, count controversy yeah. for Cop Killer. Um yeah, I feel like at this point we're just like beating a dead horse it just needs to go away and never come back we're done i'm done with documentaries about it yeah uh the only thing i would be and i'm sure i'm sure you know like the fred durst of the world have given their sort of retorts or whatever um i think 
you know, when when you it's so funny because I got done with this and then I was on Twitter and there was like a press conference with uh, who's that Ron DeSantos from Florida. Florida. He's like, Florida's where woke goes to die. And it's like you can talk about woke and you can talk about social media and stuff like that. But it's like we've come a long way as as a generation of people who were young. We were young during that. And it's interesting to look back and be like a lot of that shit just don't fly anymore Mm -hmm. uh that used to just be like hey it's 99 baby we're living in a howard stern you know kind of world if a guy like was trying to get cheryl crow to show her tits now if at a wrestling show someone screamed show your tits people people around them would be like shut the the fuck fuck up they They would would get beat up they wouldn't i don't think get beat up but they would get like either kicked out if it was a small enough show oh right or it would be like, shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. Enough people would boo him and shame him to be yeah. like, mm, okay. Or they'd, um, fit it, they'd, they'd show his face. Yeah. And then but, he'd be but listen, though. Fired from this, his job at Aldi. Okay. So <laughs> in, in 99 in wrestling, there were, you know, show your boob chants. There were dudes being, you know, fucking lunatics and stuff. I mean, that hasn't changed, obviously. Now they're mostly just into politics instead of the <laughs> new metal. Governors. <laughs> now they're all governors, and we have to fucking see, like, who's this fucking dickhead from Mississippi? And they're like, how great would it be? Oh, God. And how great would it be if, like, in those shows, like, they show, like, a young Ted Cruz, like, was in the background? Yeah. I mean, he was a fucking, he had a mull. I mean, he's he was, like, what? He's in his 40s, so he was probably in the prime right then. He was probably there. Brothers of Dork. He's not going there. What's uh, that? He's not going there. I, but look out. at the people that went there. We're no, I know. Dork, I know. So. I'm sure there were plenty. I mean, the Miz was there. He's kind of a dork. Right <laughs> but uh, well, yeah. I think we covered everything we can Absolutely. on this episode. If you think we missed anything on the train wreck <laughs> yeah. or the Woodstock, you want to defend John Shear or John Shear, we welcome you on the oh podcast. Paul Marty makes at gmail.com. Talk to our people. Maybe maybe give them a chance to speak. If you got a voicemail you want to leave us or an email, we'll read it out. We'll I, I would have liked a uh, a firefighter if you may put him behind the, the, the black screen or whatever. You can email us. He'll be I wanted, I wanted an email on there. Um, you know, I wanted, the fire. Put out the fire. Yeah. There's a fire. That's what John Shear said. Um, Passing the buck. But yeah, you know, it was uh, a moment in time. Hopefully everybody uh, learned their learned lesson. Learned their, no one learned their lesson. I mean, people learned their lesson. Who knows? Um, sad time for music. A little bit of a, a black eye. You know, you have those ultimate moments or, you know, like you said, there's the people who get, who, who get, uh, you know, ultimate, trampled. Yeah. Um Again, Altamont, same example, where it's like, oh, let's hire the Hells Angels for security. Right. That's just, you're asking yeah. for trouble. And that's the other thing, too, where, you know, you'll hear people be like, oh, all these regulations. And I I, I watched um, on Shudder, there's a great documentary on Shudder called, uh, I think it's called like Cursed, either like Cursed Movies or Cursed Sets or something. But it's about basically like movies that just like all this terrible stuff went wrong. And uh, they have one about The Wizard of Oz that's so awesome, but it also shows how there were no regulations, no rules. People were dying. People sure. were getting hurt and all this stuff. And, um, you know, we've come a long way from people being like, we're just going to have these kids put on yellow security shirts. <laughs> and what was that sad office everybody was in? It was just the backstage area. It was probably like a trailer or oh, whatever. Or they actually, sad... they had the they had the offices from the thing, too. So yeah. From the old day. When it, it was felt like Air everybody Force just thing. worked at a sad company who, like, were in charge there. Yeah, there was that one lady who was always crying. It was always laughing about stuff. And then at the end, it was like when the set, like someone who called and said, like, you know, my daughter was sexually assaulted. And then she mm-hmm. finally 
seem to understand the gravity the gra- of the situation. Right, right, right. Here's a song. We're going to go out with a song that if, in fact, <laughs> Red Hot Chili's was telling the truth. Yes. And they only uh, they were asked to play a Hendrix song. What yes. do you think is like the most non uh, aggressive song they could have played by Jimi Hendrix. Uh, well, I mean, he did cover. I was thinking the cover of "Hey Jude," all along the Watchtower, maybe. I'm gonna go with this one. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> well, right now, let us slow it down a little bit and do one of the tunes we recorded as a single. When I was a kid, I thought he was British. When I heard he was from well, Seattle, I'm like, wait, what? He did a British accent, just like Ryan Adams does. <laughs> Hey Jude. Hey Joe. Oh. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we gotta go because you're playing too much of this, so we're gonna get we're kicked gonna off. Get yeah, we're we're kicked off the internet. All right, that's been the show, everybody. Uh, check out next time. We'll be back with uh, more Woodstock '94. No, never. I'm just kidding. All right, later, guys.